0: Welcome to The Future of Work Live, hosted by Mark Salisbury, author of the new book, Socrates Digital for Learning and Problem Solving. Each 25-minute episode with Mark and his guests prepares you for the upcoming new world of
1: work. Hi, I'm Mark Salisbury. I'm your host for The Future of Work Live, and today's guest is Bill Metter. And so we'll bring Bill on right now. Thank hey, you. And uh, we'll give you a little bit of background on Bill. Uh, Bill's been reading and thinking about the future of work since he took a future of work graduate class at the University of New Mexico in 2008. Before that, he served in the United States Air Force for 25 years and most recently retired after 16 years at Central New Mexico Community College, where he taught U.S. history and he also developed and taught a futures, that's with a S on it, studies class. In addition, Bill volunteered for many years with TEDx ABQ independently organized TED events in Albuquerque. So welcome Bill, it's great Thank to you. have you here today. Wow, I've been a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> you have been really busy. You went in the air force. And you're what six, seven years old? Yeah, I went in when I was ten. That's why I still look so. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I've got to ask you. You're our future th- uh, thinker here. You're our expert on future studies. Why would anyone study the future?
0: Well, and and I have to uh, you know I have to start with an apology because I don't remember who I want to credit this quote with. But you know the the quote that I always remember is our, you know, all of our knowledge and experiences about the past, but all of our decisions are about the future. So, you know, even if we're just thinking about, you know, what's for lunch or what's for dinner, or what are we going to do, you know, next weekend, all these things, you know, are about the future. And that's, that's where our decisions are made about what we're going to do in the short term future. Or, you know, if people are thinking about, you know, going to college, getting more training, what you know? Job? They're going to change jobs. They're going to you know get married, have kids, do all these things. That's that's all about the future.
1: So, I think it's Yogi Berra that said the future ain't what it used to be.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and we you know we were talking right before we came on. It's I don't think the future is going to be exactly like the most recent past was. You know, people look back at you know this marker in time from the middle of March of 2020 when you know we started the pandemic, and from then on. It's been different, and we may never go back to the way things were in good old 2019. A lot of people be talking about, boy, you'll remember good old 2019.
1: (laughs) Wow, yeah. Well, you know, the thing I thought of when we first talked about this as a topic for for the show is uh, that uh, when I first joined the Boeing company, uh, I was only there like two or three weeks, and I went with my boss's boss to Washington, D.C., and we made the rounds uh, to uh, some of the research laboratories that Boeing had connections with. So we were at the Navy Research Laboratory. I still remember this. And we were gonna go in and talk about this study we were conducting at Boeing on basically the future of technology. And uh, so we, we come to this guy and we meet him. He's very pleasant. And uh, so we're talking away. And, uh, you know, and then we started to mention our study and he said, well, you know, I don't put much credence into future studies Uh, Mm -hmm. because it seems to me like we always come up with this stuff, especially with technology, where we have these rocket belts and then people have these amazing AI programs that can read people's minds. None of that stuff really works out. And so uh, it seems like it's just kind of a waste of time and energy. And then I think what we should do is just wait till the future's almost here, like a year before, scan the environment, right and then decide what we're going to build and go from there. And so why would this be different? Why wouldn't people who are thinking about the future just do that, just kind of ignore it? Well,
0: you know, you, you certainly can wait, but one of the uh, one of the you know fun words in future studies is you want you want to try not to be surprised, um, except maybe at your birthday party, okay? So people <laughs> like a surprise party. But uh, you know, if if your job gets outsourced or automated or you know sent overseas or you know suddenly you're, you know your you know video store goes out of business, or your typewriter repair job you know, <laughs> just goes away. All these things that, you know, even Kodak, you remember Kodak, they were in the film business. They had patents for digital cameras, many, many patents for digital cameras. They stuck with the film business, and suddenly they were surprised in a bad way. Um, so people don't want to be surprised. That's why, you know, you try to look over the horizon, think about, you know, how things might be um, a, a lot of futurists try to think, you know, 10 years down the road, which which seems like a long way for a lot of people, but you know, 10 weeks from now is gonna be right before Christmas. And you know, 10 months from now will be next summer. And 10 years from now obviously is is pretty far down the road. But if people can start to think, you know, there, I mean there's only 78, 79 days left in this year, uh, what could you do? in, you know, the rest of this year to get ready for, you know, make yourself you know more prepared for a job in the future or think about what you and your family want to try to do in 2022. I mean, we're, we're less than three months left of this year. And when you take out the holidays and, you know, some weekends, you know, we're, there's not that many days left this year. What are people going to do next calendar year?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so for, you're saying for, for individuals, that uh, we don't want to get caught up in a tornado or a, some kind of hurricane that's going to, you know, impact, you know, how we, you know, what we bring to the workplace and our ability to uh, provide performance there. And and so it's different than, than what this guy was talking about that I chatted with. And he was an interesting guy in the sense that on the outside of his door, he had this big picture of a warthog. And underneath the picture, it said, our leader. <laughs> and so, you know, when you go in there, that makes a real impression on you because you're thinking, this guy must really be a real leader if he can have that on the outside of his door and he has that much admiration and respect from his people. So I think that has a lot to do with why that story stuck with me. Um, but it, but I th- think you're talking about something else. And you've actually taught this. You had created and taught a future studies class. So I got to ask, what topics did you cover in your futures studies class? And why does it have an S on it anyway?
0: Well, and uh, so you you mentioned the weather there a minute ago. I'll just use this example. Um, I think most people were were still, you know, not when you're in Minnesota, I'm in New Mexico, So we're not worried about hurricanes but it's still hurricane season you know for the rest of the month of october and when you see those weather maps and they show you know they show down on the gulf coast okay here's here's where the hurricane is now and then you know a day from now it's going to be on you know usually farther north so in in future studies we talk about you know possible futures which are way you know farther out uh than probable futures which are a little closer and then desired future you know how you want the future to be so it's it's not about prediction a lot of futurists really don't care for the word prediction you're not trying to predict the future but you're trying to think about you know what's possible um then you know there's a lot of possibilities uh then what's maybe probable for you and then to narrow it down even farther you know what what's the desired future um that the other you know I heard him say, you know, that the James Bond movie came out last weekend, and and it was showing on 15,000 screens, so there were a lot of possibilities to see that movie, (laughs) and uh, that was 15,000 screens just in the United States, but was it probable that you were going to go, you know, based on the pandemic, and are there going to be a lot of people in the theater? And the desired future, you know, you couldn't just show up and see the movie, you had to plan ahead. So you've got to plan to leave the house and get there and, you know, get your tickets and whatever showtime you want to go. And then the other thing to really think about, um, two or three months from now, certainly by the end of the year, those possibilities will be gone. You won't be able to go see that movie in the theater, you'll be able to stream it or, you know, buy it in a variety of other ways. But those possibilities will be gone. So, you know, what your warthog boss or, you know, project manager was talking about, you know, if you wait to jump in on some of those possibilities, you know, that's a moving train sometimes. And in many cases, you know, the train has left the station. And if you're trying to, you know, to jump on, uh, you know, you might get left on the platform there. So that's why people, you know, catch a plane, catch a train, you got to plan ahead.
1: So it's it's kind of up up to each of us then to kind of be aware of the future, study it in some sense, and try to make some plans around it. Is that is that what you're saying?
0: Well, the, the big thing is awareness. Uh, you mentioned I was in the Air Force, and one of the things, you know, a term they always, you know, situational awareness. People, you know, get get lost in their day-to-day. You know, they've got their heads down, maybe looking at their screens, and all of a sudden you look up, and wow, things have changed. And, uh, and, and I think most people could not have anticipated the pandemic, you know, back there in the middle of March of you know, good old twenty twenty. but uh, you know, Bill Gates had talked about it. He did a famous TED talk about it. Uh, he didn't know exactly when or where or how it was going to happen. And, and even now, people talk about the fact that, you know, there may be other viruses, there may be yeah. other things out there. Um, you know, luckily, you know, the weather people can look and see the hurricanes coming, but uh, you know there's still been some tornadoes
1: recently and
0: and all those other kinds of things that that really, Sometimes you get a little bit of notice, but a lot of times it's pretty exciting. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, uh, exciting isn't always good.
0: (laughs) And a surprise, you know, except that your birthday, you know, uh, or maybe if you get a promotion or some of those things. But but here again, to think about, you know, where are you looking for a promotion in your current job? I mean, if you're a younger person and you've got a lot of possibility to move around and do some, try some different things. But if you're uh If you're getting on up in your, you know, 30s or 40s and you got a couple of kids and a couple of cars and a house payment and all these other things, what, you know, how are you going to maintain that lifestyle? And if you want to, you know, now a lot of companies are allowing people to work from home or work from anywhere. And, you know, instead of doing the Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, get in the car and commute for an hour to get to your office. Where would you like to be? Uh, Where would you like to work? How, you know, you want to be? in a city, you want to be in an urban area, you want to be in the suburbs, would you like to move to a rural area? Lower cost of living, but maybe, you know, fewer services available. Um, yeah. So all these different things to think about. Uh, that, that's another word that comes up in a lot of future studies is, you know, scenario planning. You know, run these run these different scenarios in your mind or with your significant other, and you know, think about where you want to be two, three, five years from now. Um, you know, it's one of the questions they always ask on a lot of, you know, job interviews. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. yeah. That's that's not a, a bad way to think about it. It's, you know, yeah. because it, it'll be here
1: before we know it. True. True indeed. Um, well, what about this? What what trends do you see um, in the future work? What, what have you been noticing and, and following?
0: Well i talked about it a little bit there you know more and more companies you know i I, uh, I saw a friend uh a while back and we were laughing about the fact that you know back in march of you know 2020 people said, well we're all going to go home for a couple of weeks and this will be over and then we'll get back to normal but uh and, and you know big companies like google and microsoft had thought they were going to have people back in the office by uh by the end of this calendar year and they've told them well it's, it's not going to be you know until maybe next year and, and many large corporations have told many of their employees that they can work from anywhere uh, for the foreseeable future and, you know, plan to, you know, be at home or be in another place and, and do their work. Now, you know, if, if you have to be at a certain place at a certain time to do your work, then that's that's kind of different. And uh, and I think a lot of people have taken this time to really, you know, think about um, it. The example uh, that, you know, there's been several articles the last few days about a huge percentage of people that have quit their jobs recently. Uh, if, if you were in the service yeah. industry and were getting, you know, in the restaurant business, if you were working for, you know, maybe 5 $7 an hour plus tips and, you know, you're getting a lot of verbal abuse or you don't think you're getting paid enough. And, and oh, by the way, if, if you're taking your kids somewhere else uh, and paying for childcare then you know, people have kind of run the numbers and realized well, it's hardly worth it for me to go to work. So maybe yeah. if, if, if one, you know, one person in a couple has uh, health care, has some benefits, maybe the other one can stay home and, and take care of the kids, which certainly counts as work. I mean, a lot of people think when you talk about yeah. work, it's only paid employment. If yeah. uh, you're taking care of, of your kids, that, that's work. Uh, if you're doing elder care, that's certainly work as opposed to, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna think about putting an elder person in a, a nursing home or assisted living for maybe five thousand dollars a month, that's that's sixty thousand dollars a year. So yeah. And that's do, probably
1: on the cheap side, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: so I think maybe a lot of folks have started to think about, you know, what counts as work. So instead of going somewhere for paid employment Maybe one member of the family stays home and takes care of the kids or takes care of that elder person instead of paying somebody else to do that. And so that, that's definitely work. And I would say, you know, to continue that, if you've been raising kids, you've got project management skills, okay?
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, so, I, I wanted to change course just a little bit, if you don't mind, Bill. And this is sure. something we're talking about in our house. We have college-age kids. And one of the things that's starting to enter our conversation is, and I'm telling my kids, this is that, uh, you need to start separating out, uh, where you're going to work, who you're yeah. going to work for from where you live.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so, and, and because so far when I went to work for the Boeing company, I moved to Seattle. Right. Yeah. And so I took a job and, and that was all part of it. And I interviewed for other jobs, and I would have had to go into different cities and I kind of weighed that as part of the job. And so now I think the pandemic has accelerated us greatly. And so what do you see? Do you see this as a trend that we can separate where we work from where we live?
0: Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, I think that's what a lot of people are thinking about, because you, you, you might want to work in, in Silicon Valley, but you can't afford to live there. So you could maybe work for, you know, a tech company. I'm just using that as an example, you know, or maybe if you want to work for a big accounting firm or somebody in New York City or Chicago, uh, but you can't afford to live there. So if you could, you know, live somewhere else instead of having to go into work, instead of go into the office. Um, But, you know, here again, depending on what your family situation is, you might need to be closer to, you know, healthcare. You might need to... you could certainly move way out into some rural areas where the cost of living would be much less. But if you, you know, if you have a child or a family member that needs to, you know, have healthcare or depending on, you know, if you want to go to the movies more often, you gotta, you know, so I think a lot of people are weighing those decisions about, you know, and, and, you know, work life balance has been talked about for a long time. Um, You know, some people used to, you know, live to work other people work to live um, yeah so i think this this last 18 months house has given people a lot of opportunity to think about you know where they want to go what they want to do what they're willing to do and and then think about you know what are you working for are you working to pay for child care you working to pay for two cars are you working for somebody else to come and you know do your yard work are you paying you know Working for the big house, could you live, you know, at a smaller place? Um, all these different things that, you know, we, we were all on that hamster wheel for many years. And I think a lot of people yeah. decided to, you know, jump off.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, I wanted to switch a little bit here because, you know, from what I can tell when I talk to people about our show, and, and this is our first episode coming on, that people have a real curiosity, too, about the guests, they're, they're curious about their personal lives a little bit. And as you know, social media has fueled this and, and, uh, we're not just falling in like that, but you know, it seemed to me like I had an opportunity to, to drill in on something here. And I just thought I'd ask you this question. Okay. Um, we were watching a show the other night and it was one of those kind of off the grid, uh, interview shows. And it was with, uh, Jennifer Gardner, the movie star. And, uh, wonderful interview, wonderful person. And it was just terrific. But she was talking about growing up in West Virginia. And uh, I have relatives from West Virginia. My parents were from there. And I know what a small state it is. And then I know, too, that you have grown up in West Virginia. And it occurred to me that I might have a huge scoop right here on our very first episode, that you might have known uh, Jennifer Gardner, growing up, and perhaps there's even a romantic relationship you'd like to reveal at this time. <laughs> Afraid
0: not. Uh, she she was born and raised within about uh, 50 miles of where I was born and
1: raised, but unfortunately, she did not get to know me. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, you know, I just wanted because if I would have had a, that scoop, you know, we would have had probably three hundred thousand people on our next, next yeah. episode. But oh yeah. well. Anyway, we yeah, at least yeah, we her. got to the bottom of that rumor, and so let's go into the kind of the next question here. You seem to have a burning desire about this, and so why is this topic really so important to you?
0: Well, as I mentioned there at the beginning, you know. Um, we, we all have, you know, years of experience. Some of us have decades of experience in life and work. But uh, really, that's, you know, and I did teach U.S. history. And um, I used to tease some of my colleagues, you know, when we started doing, you know, online learning, uh, many of them thought that that was just a, a fad and that online learning would go away. And I used to tease some of my history colleagues that they were living in the past. So, but I'm bummed. <laughs> uh, history people living in the past. But it, it really is, you know, for almost all of us, it's, it's all about the future. Um, it's, it's where we're going to go, what we're going to do in the future. If you're going to work, uh, if you want to retire when you're 50, and or if you want to travel the world, uh, some people can travel the world and work, um, you know, photographers and travel writers, and, and certainly, you know, many authors can can work from anywhere or maybe they go to these different places to, you know, research their books. So I think, you know, I'm not still quite not sure about getting on an airplane. I haven't done that yet. Um, but, uh, you know, people are going to continue to drive and, and maybe get on airplanes and go places and do other things in the future. And it's that, you know, that, that's what we think about, you know, whether it's 10 days or 10 weeks or 10 years from now people are, you know, really thinking about what they want to do. And and I think, again, that's why a lot of people have just decided they're not going to go and work for minimum wage, or they're going to, you know, be a solopreneur, or, you know, start a business with some other people and have more control over their work and their life, instead of, you know, having somebody else dictate your shifts, you know, a lot of people who who continue to work, Uh, don't necessarily know their their shift this week may be different from what it was last week. And somebody else is going to dictate their work schedule for the following week or the following month. And then they may decide that, you know, they don't need your services anymore. So a lot of it's about control. If you want to be able to control your life and control your work, I think a lot of people have decided they're going to, you know, get some skills. I, I saw something on TV last night about, you know, healthcare workers, a lot of, you know, mid-career people have decided they want to, you know, become, you know, caregivers, um, you you know, get a, get a nursing degree, do open a childcare business, do something to help other people and also make some money for themselves, but to control their own destiny more than, you know, going in Monday through Friday, nine to five and doing what somebody else tells you to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I have one, one quick question that occurred to me, Bill, and that is, of all the stuff you've read about, thought about, talked to people about, taught in your class, what's one trend in the future that you really hope is going to come true?
0: Well, I, here again, I, I just think that, that so many
1: much... Okay, I think we might have lost Bill for a little bit. That's, that's the price you pay for technology. And I don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> of course this is gonna happen on your first show. you know you just can't go without this. That's one of the things that's that's happening. So Bill is coming back in and there we lost you for a minute. I, I was I thought maybe you were gonna do the
0: jeopardy music you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that's you know, just the, the technology, you know, if. Uh,
1: if oh, yeah. Know, yeah. If well, let's, let's transition while we still have co- connectivity. Let's go to the takeaway. So we boil this all down. What's the takeaway for today's viewers that they can leave this show with? Uh, that will enrich their lives just a little bit.
0: Well, I think it's really important to take some time, you know, at least an hour or so a week uh, to think about, you know, where you want to go, what you want to be, what you want to do in the future, whether that's you know walk and talk with your significant other, and and certainly a lot of people do that. Uh, you hear people talk about you know the kitchen table issues. You know people sit around the kitchen table, and you know they run the numbers or they think about you know how are we going to be able to afford this or where do we want to go and what do we want to do, and. Uh, If you're going to wait to just let it happen, like, you know, Mr. Warthog there, um, you're probably going (laughs) to be surprised. But I think, uh, you know, to get, you know, I I do some Google alerts. I have Google alerts for the future of work, future of all different things. Uh, You know, find, you know, reliable media sources. Uh, We talked about, you know, reading books. Um,
1: And, And Bill, this is my chance to tell you we're at 25 minutes. So okay. I guess our takeaway is build your future by studying the future. Is that fair? A- absolutely. And become a futures thinker. There so. you go. I wanna thank you so much for being our guest today. And first uh, guest, huh? <laughs> our very first guest, you know, and, and if you've watched any of the tonight show, any of those things, that's a very special place to be. And so I think you kicked us off very well. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to remind people that our next episode is Wednesday, one o'clock Central Time. And here's where we cue up the music to go away. And thanks a lot, Bill. Good to see you, Mark.
0: The Future of Work Live is also available as a podcast. You can find it at www.marksalisbury.com, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.